son therefore shall make you free. He shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 14th, 2010. And today we're just going to be basically covering a couple different subjects, uh, but it was going to pretty much take up the whole teaching. And uh, one of them is this mystery missile that was launched off the coast of Los Angeles, uh, and the other being the current TSA debacle that is being exposed more and more uh, as the days go by regarding the naked body scanners and these uh, pat-downs that they're doing. Now, in regard to the first article, just some Bible verses to read to start out with, which kind of relate to this subject. Matthew 24, 3 says, And as he, meaning Jesus, sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, which seems to be a very, very common theme regarding the warnings that Jesus gave regarding the end times. I mean, anything, you know, obviously in general, he said, be not deceived. But regarding the end times, he really emphasized, uh, take heed that no man deceive you. This is why I try to point everybody to the word of God and to stick to the word of God and not to follow a man, including myself, because man can fail you. And the Bible says, cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. I mean, one of the main reasons people end up in hell is because they follow some man. Or, or in this case, man meaning woman or man, essentially. Uh, <clears throat> but going further, it says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And so deception is going to be the earmark of the end times. So this is why we have to really be on guard regarding deception. And then it goes further and and says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, which kind of relates to this next article on this missile launch off off Los Angeles. Then he says, See that ye be not troubled. So again, the subjects I get into on a weekly basis, that's what I would say as well. See that ye be not troubled about these things. We we are supposed to um, expose and reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. And I'll just read that Bible verse real quick as well. Uh, Ephesians 5, 11, verses 11, 13 through 16, verses 13 through 16 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, which is pretty much what we talk about every week, but rather reprove them. And that word reprove in the 1828 Noah Webster Dictionary, which defines the words more accurately as they were translated in the King James Bible, the word reprove means to blame, to convince of fault, or to make manifest. Now, to make something manifest, you shed light on it. And then it says, or to excite a sense of guilt. So, it says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, which is kind of a double confirmation. Things that are reproved are made manifest by shedding, essentially, light on them, which the church in general, or or those that would call themselves of the church unfortunately are living in darkness on a lot of different levels regarding the end times. And then it goes further and says, For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Arise thou that sleepest, which would describe the vast majority of the planet, 
and the vast majority of those that call themselves Christians. Not to say I think I'm better or whatever. I'm just saying, just kind of stating facts. The Bible said it was going to be this this way. Um, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Second Timothy. 3.13, in the end time some shall depart from this faith, giving heed to, to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron, 1 Timothy 4.1. Uh, you could go on and on and on. Then the Bible talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 regarding the arrival of the Antichrist and um, the apostasy of the church. It says, for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And um, and this is why we try to pull people out of that pit where they're not deceived, because we all at one time were deceived, and we want we don't want other people to be deceived. And so this is why we attempt to pull them out of that out of that pit of deception. Obviously, the the, the greatest way people are be, being deceived is regarding. Um, Salvation regarding how to actually really get to heaven. The world would teach you it's works-based. The Bible says for years, saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2.11 And um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16 uh, you could go on and on. John fourteen ten. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So, the, and again, I've done a whole other teaching on salvation that you can access on um, uh, either contendingfortruth.com or uh, YouTube. I have also alternate links that I'll be putting out now, some new links in the uh, headers to my emails. I'll, I'll update the website as well. Uh, there's another website that went up that put up all my teachings, all from old to current. It's even, it has all the teachings that, that um, even a lot that are, are on my website right now that aren't quite, all the links aren't quite working, some of the older ones. But I'll have all those links available in the headers to the newsletters that I'll be putting out. And whenever I put out a PDF document, like I have this week, it's going to probably be about a 21, 20 page PDF document connected to this teaching and that if you ever want a quick reference tool to uh, how to get on my email list or how to get uh, to my teachings or how to go up to YouTube and access things or you know how, how to make a donation or whatever it's there in the header and it can save you a lot of time and effort so I've tried to kind of make it simple for you there <clears throat> so let's go further uh, and I also have a link to this is my salvation teaching in the header. That was the point I was trying to make. So, let's go further. And for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. So we know these things have to come to pass. So it's not something that we should sit around and wring our hands about and fret about. Uh, then he goes on to say, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences. And again, we've talked a lot about these types of things happening, pestilences and, you know, with a bird flu and, and the uh, swine flu and a lot of other things they've postulated. And the Bible predicts that it's going to be this way. 
and in, in earthquakes, there, there's been an explosion of earthquakes in, in, on an increasing level for, I believe, the last at least 20 years. And that's very easily verifiable with seismic activity charts. And so, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So, uh, this, these are things that we should just be kind of expecting and not be uh, overcome with fear about. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 24, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, that's from the same chapter that I just quoted from. So, <clears throat> these false deceitful workers, these, these uh, false Christs, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So, we really need to be on guard, and we don't ever need to get to a point where we think, well, I can't be deceived, because if we ever get to that point, that's pride. Pride is the opposite of humility, and pride will blind you, just like it blinded Lucifer when he fell from heaven. He was blinded with pride through his merchandise and through his beauty, as the Bible describes in Ezekiel, says through his merchandise and beauty, his heart was lifted up. And, and then he said, I will be like the Most High. I shall ascend under the sides of the north. And um, we all know how that turned out. Jesus said, I, have, I beheld Lucifer fall as lightning from heaven. So he fell, and we want to we operate in humility toward the Lord and toward our fellow man. Jesus Christ said, let who is greatest among you, let him be your servant. So we should seek to be servants to other people. And then many that are first in this life shall be last in the next life. And many that are last in this life shall be first in the next life. That's how Jesus Christ describes things. So we should, we should strive to be other people's servants. <clears throat> and, um, oh, let me, let me finish this other verse, though. I got ahead of myself here. Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. This is back to Ephesians. This is probably like verse 16, uh, 516. Christ shall give thee light. See, Christ is the only one that can actually give you the light. Okay? This light to make manifest the unfruitful works of darkness. Then it goes on to say, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. That word circumspectly in the Noah Webster 1828 means to walk cautiously, with watchfulness in every way, with attention to guard against surprise of danger. So, if we live in perilous times, that would make sense. You would want to walk that way. Um, and then, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So, if we're ignorant of his devices, if we reverse the verse, then he can get an advantage of us. And this is how... Most people are walking around ignorant of Satan's devices and he's got a total advantage of them and they're not even aware of it. They're being destroyed for lack of knowledge as the, as the Bible says in Hosea 4.6. And they're trusting their heart most of the time because of that. And the heart, the Bible says, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17.9. Uh, he who is a fool trusteth, trusteth in his own heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 28.26. And there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14.12 and Proverbs 16.25. So, most of the time people think they're walking in a way that seems right. I mean, I know I was before I got saved. It seemed right. But the end thereof are the ways of death. You don't ever want to trust your heart, particularly to your eternal destiny. You know, well, I think I'm going to heaven. I'm basically a good person. 
Well, the Bible says, for we are all together as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness is as a filthy rag, and we do all together to fade as doth a leaf. That's how the Bible describes basically our best day before God. Apart from the righteousness of Christ, uh, only Christ can impute his righteousness onto us through his finished work of the cross, through the act of uh, the work of salvation uh, that he did on the cross to save our souls. So, uh, let's go further. And then it goes, this is a great verse, 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I shall hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I do not believe this is probably going to happen on a corporate level in America. I really don't see a lot of Bible for it happening, but I do believe it can happen on an individual level. And those that have sought God before it gets bad, I believe those are the ones he's going to be protecting when times get bad. I mean, it's he's not looking for somebody that's only going to come to him when, uh, like a fair weather friend, like, you know, he's your buddy, you're, you're his buddy when everything's going great, but when it gets bad, then you turn your back on him. That's not what God's looking for, okay? Uh, and I would, I would think, I mean, I know if, if like, I'm a dad to my daughter, I would want her to be faithful to me, whether it's bad, whether times are bad or whether it's good, you know? And I, I believe God would, would operate in the same manner. And I think you could give, produce a lot of Bible to confirm that as well. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Now, the, this type of fear that we're, they're talking about is the fear of man. And the Bible says that the fear of man... Um, bringeth a snare. And a snare is like a trap. So if you're operating in fear of man, fear of the world, fear of what's going to happen to you, that's the opposite, truly, of the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And the Bible says, the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So, these are some things to think about, verses you can commit to memory and dwell on. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Uh, Psalm ninety-one verse or Psalm one nine or one nineteen verse eleven. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? Psalm one nineteen verse nine. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I believe that's Psalm one nineteen verse one hundred five. So these are verses that that you know we should be committing to memory in, in and. Um, you can draw upon them when times get tough. You might have your Bible taken away. You might not have a Bible to, to reference. And, but they're, you know, they'll be in your mind. And, and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, Jesus Christ said, when I go, it's expedient that I go. In other words, it's better that I go when he left the earth. Because when I go, I will send the Comforter. And he will cause all things that I taught you to be brought into remembrance. Well, he is the incarnate word. He's like the living word of God. So it literally, it's it's... We're drawing upon Jesus Christ, the incarnate word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same in the beginning was God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And the word became flesh and dwelt among men, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten Son. So these are things that, you know, people ask me, well, how do you know all this? The Holy Spirit taught it to me. You know, I mean, yes, I spent some time trying to memorize these things, uh, but if it's in there and you've studied it some, the Holy Spirit can draw it out of you at the appropriate time. You can, it's like a well you can draw on, is what I've noticed. And I, I'm not going to take credit for it. I mean, I just 
give give all the credit to the Lord. Um, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So we should be acknowledging him in all our ways and then the promise there is that then he'll direct our paths. But if we try to take the credit for everything, again, that's pride and he's not going to direct your path. You're going to get off on the wrong path, most likely. So Hebrews 13, 6 says, So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Uh, No matter what you face, no matter what we face in the future, uh, worst case scenario, martyrdom, something like that, well, that's the door to heaven. And there's been a lot of cases, even in Fox's book of martyrs, where where you would read, or, or martyrs that have died throughout the ages, where, you know, they went to being burned at the stake, and they weren't even feeling the flames. They were literally preaching as they were being burned, and they weren't feeling the flames, because they had the kind of faith to believe that God could protect them from those flames. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, again, by the Word of God. It always seems to always boil back to the Word of God, and faith in the Word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. So, these are just good things to try to commit to memory. I try to weave it all together. And I don't want to I don't want people to, to go away from these broadcasts all down and thinking, oh my word, there's no hope, there's no this or there's no that. You know, like I said, death is the doorway to heaven. That's you know, in, in this lifetime, if that were to happen, but God's God knows the beginning from the end and nothing none of this is going to take him by surprise. So um but I also don't I also want to encourage you to believe that the Lord always preserves a remnant in, in Scripture. Always. He always preserves a remnant. I mean, he just doesn't let every single Bible believer get annihilated. And so, you know, I just want you to have that that uh, understanding as well. And then 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, a lot of these... Um, Verses that I quoted are in the actual the header to my newsletter that I put out. Because before I got complaints about, oh, you're just preaching fear, or you're teaching fear and all this. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not. I want to state right up front why we're doing this. And this is a watchman type of ministry. And I'm not a pastor. I don't call myself a pastor. I just call myself a born-again, Bible-believing Christian. Uh, deserving of hell, but praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He saved my soul and delivered me. And um, although all I deserve is death and hell, and I freely admit that, and, and I don't sit around in, in um, you know, if somebody else is, is in a deep pit or whatever, I'm not going to sit around and judge them for sure, because I know the pit from whence he dug me, and the Bible says to consider the pit from whence thou was dug. And whenever you want to get all high and lofty and thinking you're better than other people, because uh, I'm well aware of the pit he, he got me out of, and... Um, um, these types of things. So let's go ahead, we'll get into the teaching now. And uh, first article is entitled, Mystery Missile Launch Off Los Angeles. It's by Doug Hegman. This is from November 10th. <clears throat> now what I'm going to do is kind of give you a chronological outline here of the events that, that kind of took place this week regarding this. And um, this would fall under the, uh, really the more I look at it now, it would fall under the whole guise of 
what we just talked about, wars and rumors of wars. Okay, A person of normal sensibilities would have to be intellectually numb, overly medicated, or otherwise too preoccupied with keeping food on the table and the proverbial wood wolves from the doors not to realize that there's something very, very wrong going on today. By now, most Americans have heard about the sighting of what appears to be a missile, and a big one at that, apparently being launched from a location 35 miles off the coast of Los Angeles, uh, near sunset last evening. The video of the incident was taken from a KCBS news helicopter flying over the mainland at the time. The manner, and there's a ton of people that saw it as well. The manner in which this story unfolded should be a story in and of itself. The corporate media quick to comment on the cultural dancing rituals of U.S. royalty. I believe they're in reference to where Michelle Obama was over in Africa dancing with those kids, you know, or or not Africa, but I mean um, Indonesia dancing with those kids. I think that's what they're in reference to. Uh, They were quite slow on the uptake of an issue that has serious national security implications in light of our government's response to this incident. Today, Americans were treated with a number of explanations from our government officials, military pundits, and even mil- media personalities about the incident. Those explanations range from, quote, the embarrassing, if true, to the downright insulting, with numerous variations in between, ranging from having no information on the incident to assurances that an investigation is underway. And my personal favorite, it's just a contrail from an airplane that caused an optical illusion. Uh, to uh, a visual perspective. I mean, I saw this guy, supposedly this really, really super high-ranking guy on CNN they were interviewing, and he says, oh, yes, it's it's obviously just a contrail. And, and I, you know, I, it's just unbelievable, the spin machine and the disinformation uh, media machine that we have running, not only in America but worldwide, but particularly in America, it seems. Uh, let's go further. Let's see. Okay, we're either in a boatload of trouble with regard to our national defense or the arrogance of the power elite is at an all-time high. As news of the event began to appear in the media, I contacted several well-placed and trusted intelligence and military sources in an effort to determine the truth about the incidents. <clears throat> These sources, as I was reminded by one during our conversation, are risking their careers to talk to me. And they talk to me not because of my charm or influence, both of which I admittedly lack. (laughs) I love humility. (laughs) And then he goes on to say, but because they care about the current status and future of the United States. I was less than reassured of what I learned today. Quote, there was an air of deep concern among officials, according to one source within the Pentagon. Many of the top brass were in unscheduled high-level meetings throughout the day. Although he was not privy to the information imparted during these meetings, he told me that, quote, there was an air of deep concern among officials and that all participants had a don't ask, don't tell policy. Surreal was just one of the adjectives uh, amply used by my my Pentagon source. In other words, after this happened, they went into all these high-level meetings, the Pentagon, throughout the day. At the very least, according to the source, it was a missile, which is, I get one confirmation, and we're going to read the confirmations to you over and over and over again, that it was at bare minimum a missile and a big one. But he said they do, um, then he says, as to whether it was ours or theirs, he does not know regarding the missile. But he said they do, but they do, in in reference to the brass, meaning the high-level 
military officers at the Pentagon. The rumors circulating within the Pentagon ring suggest that it was a deliberate launch of a missile from a, quote, Chinese property at sea, intended as a warning to the U.S., although it was odd that he would clarify the nature of the, quote, Chinese property, I can only assume that it did not originate from Catalina Island or U.S. military ships in the area, as we still own those, at least to my knowledge. A domestic intelligence source speaking to me off record acknowledged the event by his assurances that it was indeed, quote, some type of large missile and not an illusion or a model rocket. A model rocket. (laughs) Yeah, Johnny, here. Here's a quarter. Go down to the store and buy yourself one of those really ramped up, amped up, uh, you know, model rockets and we'll launch it off the coast of California. We'll really, we'll really wow them, you know. I mean, this thing was huge. Anyway. This is the kind of stuff they, they put out, though. The, this, according to information from his superiors, are deeply rooted inside the Beltway. And when you hear that term, the Beltway, you're, you're the, this is inside Washington, D.C. proper, I believe is the reference they're making there. He provided a lot of technical speak that amounted simply to this. <clears throat> the air traffic controllers were taken by surprise and were clueless. There were no prior warnings of any scheduled military tests issued, and no one from the military has confided to this agency that the missile was ours and launched by mistake. In other words, it was not ours, and it was no mistake. So that was one of the first stories I, I received. I kind of sat back, and I waited for a lot of these stories to develop and to see what kind of... Where what kind of conclusion was going to ultimately be drawn. And, and this is why I'm trying to give you a synopsis of many different viewpoints that are pretty much all coming to the same conclusion. And out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established according to the Bible. And I believe we're going to see a lot of that with these um, particular reports. Okay, so the next article is uh, from Steve Quayle. It says, we are at war internally and externally. I'm just going to read you an excerpt from this. Again, I'm trying to give you a lot of different perspectives and viewpoints regarding this particular event. This is from November 10th as well. Uh, All missiles leave fingerprints as to type, uh, speed, fuels used, uh, telemetry signals, or arming codes, and points of launch. Uh, For NORAD to make a claim that they know nothing is a Sergeant Schultz moment par excellence. Now, if you ever watched Hogan Heroes a long time ago... Uh, Sergeant Schultz was the guy, the big German that would come in and he would say, I know nothing. <laughs> and he said, for NORAD to claim that they know nothing is a Sergeant Schultz moment par excellence. Uh, it, when, their actuality, Sergeant Schultz always knew what was going on, but he acted like he played dumb and he acted like he, he didn't know what was going on. So anyway, um, <clears throat> we have satellites and scanners that can read every inch of, miss, of a missile in flight. The U.S. military's remote, remote sensing ca- capabilities are the best in the world. So the quote, gee, we don't know what's going on or, or what happened, is like Aaron in the Old Testament saying that he didn't understand where the golden calf came from, even though he was the one that fashioned it. So, anyway, uh, that that's Steve's take on it. And then there's another one that was on his website as well. But this is not from him, it's from another source. Okay, so the next report is... Uh, California Missile Launch Insider Reports. These are a couple different um, people that wrote in regarding their take on this. This is from just initials RM, and he says, Let's assume that everything we have read 
and heard about the supposed missile launch of the California coast is factual. Uh, No NOTAMs filed, which evidently is some type of military report. Not a military launch. No FAA or NORAD tracks. Then we are left to deduce what it could have been. So-called experts have written it off as a contrail. And again, a contrail is a stands for condensation trail, and it's what a normal jet airliner will leave if you look up in the sky when the jet's taking off way up in the sky, and you'll see this little white plume coming out of the back. It quickly dissipates, though, because it's just condensation, and I believe it's probably evaporating or back in the environment. Whereas a chemtrail, which is what we get doused with many times daily here in America, <clears throat> is where they're actually putting out particulate matter. Uh, and uh, it's made up of um, aluminum, barium, ethylene dibromide. I've heard all types of biological agents as well, and um, other things that they're putting in there. And uh, those actually plume and plume and plume out until it actually looks like normal cloud cover, maybe hours later. And that's just a basically, well, we've talked about that a lot in other reports that you can reference as well. And uh, if you want to search for something on the website, there is a search box on contendingfortruth.com on the right-hand side. Just enter your your um, your subject that you're looking for and key it in there, and uh, hopefully you'll get a reply there on some of the teachings that we've done on that. Uh, let's go further. <clears throat> uh, let's see. So-called experts have written it off as a contrail, implying that an aircraft was responsible but missiles leave contrails too. But I disagree, as the FAA would have tracked the aircraft via a transponder. Um, and, the, and he even gives the types of transponders they would use, a mode A, S, or a C. He, this guy must really be high up or something because his talk is fairly high-level type of talk. Then he goes on to say, also as a former China Lake Naval Warfare Center scientist, I have seen missile launches... In a news video I saw, sure looked like a missile launch. So what could it have been? I suspect it was Chinese, a Chinese missile, in other words. Why? They have submarine-launched ballistic missiles in the subs to launch them. They also claim to have stealth, supersonic, anti-missile ships. We can't forget that this happened while the president was visiting India, a longtime foe of China, in an effort to strengthen our ties with them, meaning India, okay, and India is a foe of China. Developing a strategic ballistic missile uh, would be a major game changer in the strategic weapons race, and launching one of one off our coast would send a clear message, don't mess with China. So I thought that was kind of an interesting take on things when, when he said that. I mean, it, it's, it, it, uh, it makes a lot of sense, uh, Again, we're, we're getting a, a multitude of different things that we're looking at here, a multitude of different opinions, but they all seem to be pointing at the same area, which is a missile from China. Let's go to the next one. This is from a retired military personnel, FC2 clearance. His name's Andrew, I guess. Anyway, he says, Hello, Steve. Finally, there's something that has occurred in which I'm actually an expert and qualified to give a real answer about. I am a retired U.S. Navy fire control technician who is platform certified in gun and missile systems. 
on board an Adams-class guided missile destroyer. I have also worked with Navy's Harpoon, Tomahawk, and ASROC missile systems. Uh, fire, tech con- fire control techs operate, maintain, and repair the computer, radar, and peripheral systems used to launch and guide the various naval weapon systems. We are the guys who, quote, push the button. Like, if they were actually going to launch a nuclear attack, they're the guys that are ultimately the ones that push the button. I mean, obviously, they'd have to get clearance to push the button, but they're the ones that ultimately have to do it. Then he goes on to say, Anyway, what I saw in the recent video concerning the object 30 miles off the coast of California is blatantly a foreign mage, large cruise, or ICBM missile being launched by a subsurface aquatic platform. Meaning sub-aquatic platform. First, I know it's, it's a large missile, because it did not exhibit the typical corkscrewing trajectory of a beam-riding missile as it tries to acquire the targeting beam. This tells me it's a big boy, quote, a big boy, with a complete guidance system installed in what is nicknamed a fire-and-forget missile, as once it's launched, its internal guidance system takes over, and there's no real need for external guidance. Kind of sounds like this guy knows what he's talking about to me. (laughs) I mean... Anyway, then, secondly, he says, I'm fairly confident it's not one of ours, as the vapor trail appears to be, quote, dirty. It looks brownish. I have personally been involved in five SM-2 missile launches and two ASROC missile launches and have been on safety observation for at least 15 more launches of Harpoon, Tomahawk, and other missiles. We put a lot of sweat and money into our, quote, birds, meaning their missiles, and part of what... And part of that is the fuel cells that the missiles use. They burn very clean, meaning U.S. missiles burn very clean. A whitish blue, uh, uh, a whitish blue uh, contrail, in fact, essentially, not a dirty blackish brown, which is what you saw in this video footage. That missile had rather crude fuel cells, which tells me it's not one of ours. Now, see, there is no when. God's green earth, I would know any of that, but, I mean, if you think about it, wow, I mean, he makes some pretty astute points and observations here. Then he goes on to say, I bet the brass in Washington is freaked out big time because of what I know of our defenses. They should really have had a pretty good idea this thing was sitting there, and they should have been watching it the moment it broke the surface of the water and ignited our early warning Doppler, which would relay the information to NORAD and the CAP units flying patrol over the country. And again, a lot of this stuff is a little over, even my head, what they're talking about, but I think you get the picture, big picture, hopefully. Any high-ranking expert who believes that this is a condensation trail or a contrail off our off a chemical airliner liner is lying or stupid. I hope you hear from other fire control techs who saw the same thing I did. And again, for CNN to parade this this disinformation artist, and I'm being as nice as I possibly can on their program, acting as so matter-of-factly some contrail from a plane. I mean, eh, you know, it's just unbelievable what they what they try to get away with on, in the media. Um, and then he goes on to say, <clears throat> I forgot something. As any fire control tech or gunner's mate will verify, the protocols to launch a missile are so complex, there is no way... This was an accidental launch. I do not want to share too much information regarding this, but there is no one red button to launch a missile. That's all Hollywood garbage. Yes, two keys are turned to arm the missile, but it takes at least three other things in order 
to occur in proper sequence to launch a bird. So that's at least five people all doing something at the right time. Five people. It's impossible to accidentally launch a missile. So, again, guy sounds pretty knowledgeable to me. And again, we're seeing a lot of different confirmation from different various sources, and um, which is what we like to see in, in order to validate something. Let's go next article. Um, now, this is a flashback article. And uh, flashback alert on a China sub. This was from November 10th, 2007. So isn't that weird? It was almost uh, three years to the day, day here uh, of this happening. And three years ago, uh, uninvited guest Chinese sub pops up in the middle of U.S. Navy exercises, leaving military chiefs red-faced. That was the actual uh, title of the article. It says, when the U.S. Navy deploys a battle fleet on exercises, it takes the security of its aircraft carriers very seriously indeed. At least a dozen warships provide a physical guard, while the technical wizardry of one of the world's only military superpower offers an invisible shield to detect and deter any intruders. That is the theory. Or rather, it was the theory. American military chiefs have been dumbstruck by an undetected Chinese submarine popping up at the heart of a recent Pacific exercise close to the USS Kitty Hawk, a 1,000-foot supercarrier with 4,500 personnel on board. By the time it surfaced, the 160-foot Song-class diesel-electric attack submarine is understood to have sailed within viable range for launching torpedoes or missiles at the carrier. According to senior NATO officials, the incident caused consternation in the U.S. Navy. The Americans had no idea China's fast-growing submarine fleet had reached such a level of sophistication, or that it even posed such a threat. One NATO figure said the effect was as big a shock as the Russians launching Sputnik, a reference to the Soviet Union's first orbiting satellite in 1957, which marked the start of the space age. The incident, which took place in the ocean between southern Japan and Taiwan, is a major embarrassment to the Pentagon. Now, again, that was three years ago. So it appears as though uh, they're at a much higher level than we gave them credit for, or at least that's, the, that's how it looks. Um, then we have Wayne Madsen's report regarding this whole thing, which is entitled China Fired Missile Seen in Southern California. And again, we give you all the links to these stories as well if you want to read more about them. Because what I try to do is I'll take an article and I'll condense it down and I'll edit it and I'll look at it and, and try to cut out as much redundancy or if we've covered it in another article as we can and just kind of give you the, the meat of the article. This goes on to start by saying China flexed its military muscle on Monday. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Monday evening in the skies west of Los Angeles when a Chinese Navy Jin-class ballistic missile... Now, where that word Jin? Hmm. Spelled just like uh, the Jin of the... Uh, where we get the word Genie from. They're actually called Jins. They're very, very high-level uh, devils, demons, whatever you want to call them. And uh, that's what the word Jin actually means. In Anyway, the Chinese Navy Jin-class ballistic missile nuclear submarine deployed secretly from its underground home base on the south coast of Hanan Island and launched an intercontinental ballistic missile from international waters off the southern California coast. Okay, so the Wayne Madsen reports intelligence sources in Asia 
including Japan, say the belief by the military commands in Asia and the intelligence services in uh, intelligence services is that Chinese the Chi- Chinese decided to demonstrate to the United States its capabilities on the eve of the G20 summit in Seoul and the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in Tokyo, where President Obama is scheduled to attend during his uh, 10-day trip to Asia. So we've got the whole thing with him being in India, and that possible strategic alliance that the Chinese wouldn't like. Then we also have this reason. So obviously, yes, there were some reasons, and then you have the devaluation of uh, the dollar, them printing all this currency, which is causing a lot of other countries to become very angry as well, uh, on a lot of different levels. But so you've got a lot of different reasons why they would have an excuse or reason to want to do this. <clears throat> Going further, the report, the reported Chinese missile test off Los Angeles, came as a double blow to Obama. The day after the missile firing, China's leading credit agency. Degong Global credit rating downgraded sovereign debt rating of the United States from an A-plus to a double A. The missile demonstration, coupled with the downgrading of the United States financial grade, represents a military and financial show of force by Beijing to Washington. So again, there's another reason. Uh, let's go further here. <clears throat> The Pentagon spin machine, backed by the media reporters who regularly cover the Defense Department, as well as officials by the Federal Aviation Administration, or FAA, and the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or also called NORAD, and the U.S. Northern Command, is now spinning various conspiracy theories, including describing the missile plume videotape by KCBC News helicopter cameraman Gil Lavas at about 5 p.m., Pacific Standard Time during the height of an evening rush hour as a condensation trail from a jet aircraft. Other Pentagon-inspired cover stories are that the missile was actually an amateur rocket, or even an optical illusion. We've already kind of covered that, but yeah, I mean, I I give you a picture here of this thing, and I mean, (laughs) it looks like a big rocket going up into space is what it looks like. It's unlike any condensation trail I'd ever seen. There are no records of a plane in that area having (coughs) excuse me, taken off from Los Angeles International Airport or from other airports in the region for that matter. The Navy and Air Force have said that they were not conducting any missile tests from submarine ships or Vandenberg Air Force Base. The Navy has also ruled out an accidental firing from one of its own submarines. Going further, missile experts, including those from Jane's in London, say the plume was definitely from a missile, possibly launched from a submarine. Wayne Masson Report has learned that a missile was likely a JL-2 ICBM, which stands for Intercontinental Ballistic Missile, <clears throat> which has a range of 7,000 miles and was fired in a northwesterly direction over the Pacific, away from U.S. territory, from a Jin-class submarine. The Jin-class can carry up to 12 such missiles. Navy sources have revealed that the missile may have impacted on a Chinese territory and the National Security Agency NSA likely possesses intercepts of Chinese telemetry signals during the missile firing and subsequent testing operations. Agent intelligence sources believe the submarine transited from its base in Hanan through the South Pacific waters, where the U.S. anti-submarine warfare detection capabilities are not as effective as they are in the northern and mid-Pacific, and then transited north to waters off Los Angeles. The Pentagon, which has spent billions on ballistic 
missile defense systems, a pet project of former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld, is clearly embarrassed over the Chinese show of strength. So, <clears throat> that's the end of the part one, and for that I'm just going to keep it separate. We'll keep that as one report in and of itself. And then in the next part, we're going to cover this whole TSA uh, terrible situation that just keeps getting worse and worse as more and more is discovered about this. And uh, So we're going to go ahead and go to part two next, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you. If you would like to sign up for Scott Johnson's free Christian current events and health newsletters, please email him at drjohnson at ix.netcom.com. That's d-r-j-o-h-n-s-o-n at the letter i, the letter x, dot n-e-t-c-o-m dot com, with the word subscribe in the subject line. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.